Hello, hello, testing, testing, one, two, three, one, two, three, me speaking, me speak, I, I speak, me. All right, last time we left off, the Nine Hells Company, you all rose from your very rough sleeps within the King's Forest after a gruelling battle. One of you was greeted by Tasha. Upon conversing with Tasha, John Claude spoke with her at length about, well, previous previous conversations about the spell plague, what's going on, what her interest is in all of this you seem to be running into, and of the lich that attacked Suzelle. She cooked you some breakfast, ready to go, and then opened up a portal behind her that led to a barren wasteland with grey crags and dead trees with a singular cabin in the middle of all of it. You all woke to the teleport's um, closing magical effect where Gregory decided to relieve himself uh, very quickly and Fiddle being a bit more shifty than usual decided to send an FM after him and failing to do so. Gregory decided to walk till he got out of earshot where he pulled out his newly acquired sword, Black Razor. He started conversing with it and trying to establish who was in control in the bargain that he was in. And much to his dismay, it backfired, I suppose, and let out a huge quaking sound across the forest, which alerted the rest of the party. They argued for a bit before coming back to the campfire, where Queen Alucer and Lord Magister Sivava sat, where you all quickly discussed an action plan on what to do next. Savava urging the Queen to retreat somewhere to safety, stating the fact that they were, or indeed all of you, were still being scryed upon and the danger had not passed. Queen Alucer, however, wanted to return back to Suzel as the kingdom would surely fall into disarray without a leader. You all, all in unison, convinced Queen Alucer to come with you to Shadowdale as it was some of your desired destinations anyway. You teleported there via Sivava's uh, teleport and landed on a ridge overlooking the village. You walked down to where it laid, which was a simple road across a large clearing between two tree lines and the village were rows of houses that sat on either side of the road. Upon entering the village, you find it was full of farmland, lots of farmers and simple folk. A few interesting landmarks and buildings. You sort of ascertained some of the farmers weren't acting quite right very early on, straight straight as you entered the village. And upon one of them, or indeed two of them, coming up and talking to you, Fiddle decided to find out some more what was going on, albeit probably due to his new nature. He quickly ascertained that. There was indeed something going on in the village, a weird... It, the person that you're here to look for, Elminster, was being hunted in the village. After acquiring this information, you decided to make an action plan where you decided to tell a half-truth, or indeed the full truth, being swords, that you were hunting for Elminster. You ventured into the nearest tavern, the Old Skull Inn, where you were greeted by a bartender and Fiddle decided to, again, take matters into his own hands, stand up on a table and crash a large dong that he 
Gong, sorry, Dong. <laughs> that, <laughs> that he magically appeared from his hands and announced to everyone in the tavern and probably the village that you were here to hunt Elminster and wanted directions to his whereabouts. You were greeted by shock and awe throughout the whole tavern. Everyone looked at you, Fiddle, and were shocked. Three individuals stood up from their tables, not saying a word, just staring daggers at you and walked out of the tavern. As we pick up the session there, Gregory is currently sort of taken Queen Alice there, placed her behind him. As you all stand there in the tavern, everyone a bit still shell-shocked about what you've just done, Fiddle, and the bartender is trying to smooth things over as he's trying to get everyone acting normal-ish as he's sort of clapping. He's like, oh, that was a, that was a good show, that was. <laughs> and he's sort of stunned for words. He doesn't really know what to say. They're, everyone is sort of a bit stunned still as um, the figures have walked down the road out of the tavern. What are you all doing? I'm looking at Fiddle's dong. Right, I pull my trousers up and <laughs> I say, no one, no one knows where he is. Come on, I want information here. Um, you see this young human male gentleman with trying to grow mutton chops on the side of his face, looks up at you, um, sat at the table that you're standing upon looking up he's like uh, um uh and he's like looking around at everyone else he's like i've never heard of a a, a minster l is that what you said obviously not <laughs> <laughs> so you heard me you understood me and decided to swap the first syllable and the second syllable around come on foolish boy tell me what you know he's looking around even more shifty and you see the bartender reaches over he, he's like leans over and he's like Listen, uh, do you, we're, we're a peaceful village, all right? You don't need to be causing a ruckus around here. Well, tell me what you know, and maybe I won't. No, we don't know anything, all right? We don't know some Elminster that you're going on about. Nothing is happening here. And his eyebrows are, like, doing the obvious, like, <laughs> bouncing up and down. I get it. I go, you can trust me. Wink, wink. I'm not here to hurt you. Fiddle, you've you quite clearly made a very egregious mistake, and I probably think that you should get down from the table and sit in a booth now. Yeah, fair enough. Come on then, let's go find a booth. There, um, around this bottom floor, the three floor building, um, they're just kind of round tables and an open floor plan um you see the bartender's like oh um i'll give you some tankers of ale on the house if you just shut the fuck up so sounds good can we can we talk in private soon he looks round, and then you see he looks over your shoulder fiddle to the other side of the room to this old lady that's just sat in the corner and then he looks back at you and he's like no i don't think we can monsieur that's pouring all of your ales, um, as uh, that's what Fiddle and Gregory are doing. Um, Soleil and John Claude, what are you doing in the midst of all this? I'll probably just find a seat somewhere, just sit down, wait for the others. Okay, so you go down, just 
find an empty table, which, um, where you go to sit down so late, um, because of your menacing size as a Goliath, um, you sit down where this, um, young boy is sitting, and as soon as you sit down, he stands up from his chair, looks at you, and he's like, uh, it's all right. I was I was done with my 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 ale anyway. Um, and just walks out of the tavern. John Claude, I would like to sit down at a booth, and um, oh, actually, I'd like to acquire um, a piece of paper and a pen. The bartender, pouring pouring all the tankards, gives you a piece of parchment and inkwell with quill in it. Cool. He's like, I need the I need the uh, quill back if you don't mind. Yeah, of course, no worries. And as he passes it to you, you see his hand is shaking. Um, is is this an inn? Yes. Cool. Okay. So what I'm, what I would like to do is, yeah, we oui, monsieur. What I would like to do is, I'm just okay. I would like to go up. go and sit down at the table, please. And I would like to write a note to the barkeeper that uh, says, please, can you tell me, fill in this blank, ways I can find Mister Elminster. Uh, and then there's a dotted line where he writes that and then I put uh, two gold in the parchment and I say please and thank you as well and then put two gold in the parchment I roll it up and I would like to go back to the bar and speak to the bartender and hand him his ink and quill and I would like to say sir please I would like to uh, book a room for this evening hey, he, you hand over the parchment and he no not yet oh okay He's still a bit, again, shell-shocked, so you, you kind of have to repeat yourself before he actually responds, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, a room. Um, uh, We've got four different types of rooms available. I swear to you, it's like sleeping on a cloud it is here. Uh, there's the uh, the common room, the modest room, the comfortable room, or the wealthy room. How much is the wealthy room, monsieur? It'd be two gold pieces for the night, and you get food and a hot bath included with that. Sounds right. <clears throat> That sounds wonderful, Monsieur. Thank you very much. I will take it. And as I pay for pay for the room, I would then like to give him the parchment and uh, just say, please, can you uh, bring me some tea to my room in an hour or two hours, say? I give him some time to relax. <laughs> and then I walk off before he has a chance to open it. You walking off to the room or to back to the table? Uh, yeah, I would like to tell the others where I'm going. My friends, I'm just going upstairs to my room. I'll be back down later. Yeah, good idea. Let's go upstairs to our room. Nice one, JC, for getting us all a room. Why are we drinking down here? We could be drinking in the comfort of our own room. So I get up from the table and start walking towards the stairs. John claude as you head up the stairs towards the room, presumably given a key with a number on it so you know which door to open, Fiddle, as you walk up to the top of the flight of the stairs, as Sole, you're sitting down on a table and Gregory, you're kind of still standing by Queen Alucer and Lord Magister Sivava by the bar. You start hearing noises coming from down the road where so you I've got hear what sounds like as soon as Sole, you hear this as well. Um, my hands on black metal just clashing against stone. And to hear it, it's like almost like a distant earthquake. Like just for a second, and then it cl- clarifies as it gets closer to footsteps, and you start hearing the noise of chainmail rubbing against metal. Can we look out the window? Okay, so you go to look out the window um, as you're in the room. Uh, are you doing it stealthily? 
Um, since you asked, yes. Yes. Yes, since you asked. It's one of those things, as like, as soon as I say it, it gives it away, but yeah, sure. All right, roll me a stealth check. Yeah, exactly. The stealth check decides whether I did or not. <laughs> 18. Okay. So, uh, they're like shutters on the window. So you kind of uh, just push it open ever so slightly and look through a slit. And you see standing outside of the tavern where all three roads meet in the centre of Shadowdale. A large figure clad in full plate armour, a tall knightly full helmet with just a black slit in where the eyes would be, with burning red embers peering out of them. It carries a torch by its side as well as a long sword and it is cladded from head to toe in all these ancient glyphs uh, all across its armour and surrounding this plated figure is four robed figures all wearing all the robes are in purple as you see one of them kind of step forward and uh, the, the plated figure doesn't say anything just kind of stands there staring at the tavern as you hear one of the figures shout out and all of you hear this in the tavern we're the travelers who are causing a ruckus within the inn step out now i will only ever ask this once i'd like um i'm gonna say to queen alice uh, you should probably go upstairs now uh, i'll handle this <laughs> she looks reluctant she again she's got the hood over her big bulking armor and she looks reluctant. She's she's a fighter. She's not a runner. Like this whole situation that you guys have been doing, um, it's definitely not sitting well with her. And then Lord Manchester Savava kind of echoes your words, and she reluctantly goes upstairs. As um, you were left downstairs, Sole with a couple of the patrons who are all still stark petrified. You get the sense this is why they were scared. After, ever since Fiddle did what he did. Fiddle and John Claude, you are in the bedroom in the third floor, so you're in the top floor, and um, the the shutters do open all the way. You're just kind of slightly opened it. He looks pretty evil, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> we. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good chat. Should we go and find Gregory? No, I'm going to stay here. Because mm, you can shoot out the window. Good yeah. idea. At this point, I'm going to start heading towards the door. Is the door... Is it saloon doors? Uh, no, uh, unfortunately not. It would be uh, great, but uh, no, they're just... Uh, you could have just said yes. You could have just said it was a saloon door. They're, they're, they're um, two, two double set of tavern doors, but they do rotate like saloon doors that, to a point you can kick them open and they'll swing open. Okay. Can I follow Gregory as he does that? Yeah, yes. Just want to yeah, turn and yes. say to him, I hope you're not fancying another woman. What are you talking about? What are you saying to me right now? It just seems that you're taking a liking to her is all. But she's paying us, and if she dies, we don't get paid anymore. <laughs> Whatever you say. There's more fancy dresses for you in that case, isn't it? I pinch his ass as he walks in front. You're pinching chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gregory, you're, you've like um, you've done this a hundred times where you've prepped yourself for a battle, and you go out with a stoic face, walking past all the um, scared residents as you feel a pinch on your butt. And you're like, look around, and like Sole's like completely 
throwing you off your game at the moment. I'm trying to be serious. It's a serious man. I'm trying to be serious. You have to stop. Helm's bells. So, Gregory, as you go to open the first set of two doors leading out, uh, Fiddle and John claude you've uh, very stealthily passed Queen Alisa and Sivava on the stairs and then headed down to the bottom floor as um, you're seeing Gregory's just about to step out. Hmm. Yeah, I think actually we decided we would stay upstairs. Okay, so you... <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to stay upstairs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so you stay upstairs as Gregory, you open the first set of doors. Are you heading outside? Yes. And uh, Soleil, are you following the suit? Yeah, I'm following Gregory. Okay. So you step out of the old skull in. But high, it's just kind of to mark the lands more than anything. Do you step out into that area? Beyond the wall, there's about five feet of grassland before it hits the cobbled road. And standing in the centre of the kind of junction where it shoots off into three different roads is this uh, gigantic armoured figure um, with smouldering embers for eyes and the narrow slit of the helmet and purple robed figures kind of flanking them, all staring directly at you as um, uh, the cultist who has stepped forward is sort of like, and uh, where where be uh, where's the rest of you? There, um, there was four there, my lord. When we saw him in the tavern, we did. Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I feel there may have been some confusion. And um, Gregory and Sole, as you're standing at this distance away from the figure, the essence that it just emits just kind of brings your whole feeling down, similar to um, Shadowfell in some ways um, and you can hear under the helmet just just breathing through the uh, helmet but it's like motionless like the chest isn't rising and falling or anything so yeah Gregory what are you doing? Can I roll an arcana check? Uh, t- to ascertain yeah what the fuck's going on with this armored guy okay hmm. sure can I roll one too? I want to just like figure out what's going on with all of these people it's 15 um sure sure you can roll one as well so Gregory you got 15 oh, I only got 14 how rubbish so trying to ascertain specifically what this metal figure is in full plate you're not really too sure but Gregory uh what um your paladin um uh, innate ability you can sense certain things right do you have to cast that or is it just something you can sense yeah I'd have to cast it mm, I don't think it's a spell he casts it's just a creature he's got he needs to take an action for but it's not like a spell that he needs to cast yeah but I, I always kind of figured it was sort of like you bend down to one knee and kind of utter a prayer or something you know it's, a, it's, a, it's an action to do it's not like a uh, thing um, you can ascertain as well that this creature it definitely has magical capabilities. You don't know what, but it does seem quite powerful. As um, the cultist says once more, so where's the rest of you then? I'm quite sure I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm sure we can all be quite rational and reasonable men and nondescript armoured figure. 
You were talking, you were saying the words of Elminster in these parts. No idea who you're referring Lord, to. Lord Morngrim would like to ask, take you for further questioning. No, I don't see why that's necessary. We've simply arrived into town and come to this tavern. Could I start heading downstairs? Uh, okay, so what, what that's going on? Sorry, what what are you doing, um, Fiddle and JC? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to head downstairs, seeing this and seeing that they asked for four people, leaving JC up here. I'm going to run downstairs and look around the tavern. Is there anybody here? Are there people still here? Yeah, there's people still there. They are all stuck to their seats, just scared shitless of whatever's outside. Perfect. The The bartender's still there. Yeah, I'm going to go up to the bartender and point my wand at him. Go, with me, now. He, he's like, what? What? Why? why, why? With me, now. Uh, he, he goes willingly. He, again... Nice. Looking over at the old lady. Um, are you heading outside? Perfect. Amazing. Just, yeah, wander his back. And I'm just going to, like, push him out of the door, but not look like I've got my wander his back. Okay. Roll a performance check. Agi deception. It's deception, yeah. That makes more sense. I'd like to ready an action. Okay. What do you want to ready? My bow. Nice. I only got a five. Um, I will say, JC, roll me a stealth check, because... In order to do that, you'd have to have the shutter at least a little bit open in order to shoot through it. So you will have to stick out. Nice. It's a nat, <laughs> nat 20. It is. Okay. Like um, like an SAS soldier, you just kind of ghillie suit on, peering out of the small thing with a arrowhead. Yeah, I, I've got like half cover, just a tiny slot. Can I, can I cast Hunter's Mark as well, just in case? Or will that... Does that... Uh, no, it's just it's just a, uh, a ready action. Also, Hunter's Mark will let it Yeah, know. okay, fine. As Fiddle, you step outside with the bartender. You see the cultist is like, well, that's not the other fellow you came with. Ah, yes, yes it is. It definitely is. 100%. No, it's not. Hello, I'm JC. I shoot bows and arrows and shit. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to throw the guy to the right-hand side, just out of harm's way. Think you should all stand down and join our side, and I'm gonna cast mass suggestion. Okay, doing that, gonna prompt initiative. John Claude, eight. Fiddle, uh, eleven. Gregory, three. Solo, twenty-four. 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 You took all of our initiative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kicks Gregory to the side. <laughs> Step aside. I'm trying to have a conversation. And you've run out of here with your wand and a, a bartender. So did I not get my spell off before initiative? Uh, you will do, yeah. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Cultist 1 and 2 fail. Cultist 3 and 4 fail. And, yeah. the Okay, so, Fiddle, what are you mass suggesting? Um, what was that I said? Uh, you should all give up and join our side. Okay, so uh, you cast your spell and you feel all the cultists and the bartender have affected, um, just feeling the weave around them. But around the Death Knight, um, you can feel the weavers warped around him. It just seems unnatural. Ooh. As Yeah, so nice. starting off with initiative is Sole. You're up. I have a ready action. <gasps> he does. Yes, you do. You can fire off uh, one of your shots. Two of your shots, sorry. Yeah, so did that didn't nobody nobody's on our side then? Yes, they all are except for the definite. Ah, okay. Mm. Ah. 
so you're over here, John Cords. Uh, you're in the third floor. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Right cool. Can you tell me what a what an arrow of the void does? Is it just a plus one? <laughs> I was going to use a splinter arrow. I thought, oh, how perfect. Now there's only one enemy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh no. You could arrow switching him, and then we burn the pub down. <laughs> With all the people inside. <laughs> We're heroes. So Arrow the Void does psychic damage instead of piercing, so it bypasses if it's resistant, and it makes no sound when it's fired or strikes the surface. Um, I'm going to shoot an Arrow the Void, please. All right, roll me to hit. I assume at the Death Knight. Yes, please. 23. Uh, 23 hits. 11 damage. <gasps> no, I didn't... Oh, I can't cast Hunter's Mark. It's fine. 11. And how does how does that... How does he take that? Um, it sinks into his breastplate and he kind of nudges slightly but still stands on the spot, not really paying attention. Am I still hidden because I used a silent arrow? No, it's like when you take an action to do an attack. Um, actually, I'd say with the with the arrow, roll me another stealth check. 20. Okay, uh, you still seem hidden. Cool, then I'll shoot another stealth arrow, please. All right, roll me to hit again. Never mind, 16. Okay, so this one, well, it doesn't even make a noise. Do you want me to stealth? Uh, no, I'd say you're fine. You you still seem hidden. Uh, okay, Soleil, you're up. Okay, so I would like to... First, I will turn into a werewolf. Okay, so you see Soleil um, tear at her arms and white fur protrudes from her as her muzzle grows from her face and... Um, alabaster white fur grows up all over her as her legs grow a couple of inches as she turns into a werewolf form. And then I would like to do a firebolt. A firebolt? A firebolt. Uh, is it a bonus action to transform, is it? It is. Okay then, yeah, roll me to hit. Fantastic. As yeah, you turn into this uh, feral beast and the bartender's like, oh, what's <laughs> I got a natural 20. Nice. All right. Roll your dice and double it. So 19 doubled. 38? 38 points of damage. As um, you launch this uh, firebolt, as you're still trying to master the arcane spellcasting that Fiddle has taught you. And to be fair, in the short time that you've learned it, you've done quite well with the firebolt cantrip as um, it explodes across the breastplate and kind of charring the sides a little bit. As it does take a step back from the impact before standing back on the spot once more. Just the uh, same um, coming through. I would like to also just admit I looked and it is an action, so I'm not going to turn into a werewolf, but I will next turn so you can move up. Okay. Sorry, my bad. No worries. Right, is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my go. Okay, next up on the initiative is the Death Knight. So, the Death Knight pulls out its longsword and it is going to... And it's so long it counts as an action. <laughs> you see, as it pulls it out, it's got this kind of necrotic energy to it as um, it kind of spins it around like it's been fighting for over a century, um, owning martial techniques. As you start seeing all this, um, and Gregory, you notice this specifically, it's almost like holy energy. Start warping and wrapping around the blade as it takes a knee and impales the blade into the concrete stone. As you see this 
destructive wave, wave just whoosh, wash out from the Death Knight itself into a 30-foot radius, which is going to hit everyone but John Claude. So I need you to all make me constitution saving throws. That's going to be the same for the cultists as well. Remember, you've got plus three on saves if you stood with him. Yeah. Okay. I do. I got a nat one. Okay, I got a nine. <laughs> oh, it's a ten. Okay, so that's failures on everyone. So it's going to be 19 thunder damage and 13 radiant damage. Oh, dear. As um, you see, all the cultists just get seared by this brilliant light that emits from it, as it is holy energy. As, um, yeah, it washes out and it kind of sm- crashes against the inn itself. And John Cord, you feel yourself get like rocked back a little bit by the energy. And as it pulls the longsword out from the concrete, you see there's like almost a small crater that's appeared around where it was standing. As it just walks, just right here. Do I see anything on the armor that I recognize at all? Roll me a perception check. So five. What the fuck's going on with the rolls today? Yeah, that's going to be its turn. As next up on the initiative, Fiddle. So I made a bunch of allies. They all died. Now the Death Knight is right in front of me. It's just it's towering over you. It's very large, and it's just. Okay, I'm going to grab a hold of it and use my one cantrip that I've never used, but I've kept for this exact situation. Going to uh, put my hands on him and cast Shocking Grasp. He makes a... I make a melee spell attack against it. I have advantage on the attack if he's wearing armor made of metal, which I assume he is. It is, yeah. Nice, fantastic. So 20 on the first one and a nat one on the second one. (laughs) 20 to hit. 20 just hits. Nice, perfect. That is 3d8 worth of damage, which is 10 damage, and he can't take reactions until the end of his next go. Oh, until the start of his next turn, sorry. So he loses his reaction now. Um, And I'm going to run inside the pub. Okay. (laughs) So as you um, send a shocking uh, wave through his armor, it just kind of... It doesn't jolt. You feel the armor jolt, but in itself, it doesn't seem to stir as it's distracted long enough for you to run into the in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So it puts you at the centre of the room, where you see everyone sort of like just huddled to the corner now. Yeah, that'll do for now. Okay, next up on the initiative is JC. I'm not really sure what to do. I think <clears throat> I think we're going to keep using my arrows in the void. I think I'll shoot them twice and try and remain stealthy again. Assuming Hunter's Mark is going to reveal me as a um, as an enemy, will that unstealth me if I cast Hunter's Mark? Uh, if you cast Hunter's Mark, it will take you out of stealth. Yes. You don't. You're not getting advantage for being hidden. So. No, but he doesn't know doesn't I'm know an enemy yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as you're concerned, the Death Knight isn't aware you're there. I think doubling your damage is more important. But all right. You're cool. Fine. I cast Hunter's Mark. Okay, so you um, cast the insignia on its breastplate as it kind of fades into it and it is marked. Okay, and I'll use a normal arrow for my first shot. 26 to hit. 26 definitely hits. 14 damage. 14 damage. Cool. I'll use another another normal arrow. 
Uh, 16 to hit. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so this one um, ricochets off the pavement behind the uh, Death Knight, and it does tilt its helmet up to look at you in the window this time with his uh, burning ember eyes staring at you. Why does he look at me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. You revealed yeah, sorry, your location. Sorry. I stick my tongue out. <laughs> okay, you stick your tongue out. Is that the end of your turn, John Claude? Yep. Okay, it's Cultists 3 and 4. They're dead. Cultists 1 and 2. They're dead. Back up to the top of the initiative. Sole, you're up. Oh, what about me? What about me? I didn't have a go. Oh, Gregory, sorry. Yeah. Why didn't I write you down? Gregory, you're up. Alright then, fine. I'm going to take an attack with Black Crazy. Okay, so you pull out Black Crazy, and as you do, you start feeling the surge of energy start coursing through you as you see. Uh, sorry, you hear in the back of your head the same echoing sound of Feed me Yes Shut up Shut up As you start feeling the dark necrotic energy start rippling through the blade and Sole, you start seeing as all this um, black swell start wrapping around Gregory as you start seeing him almost it's like he grows a couple of inches and becomes a bit bigger as Black Razor casts haste on you, Gregory Oh, okay. Against my own will. I mean, you can resist it if you want. No, it's okay. I'll take it. I'll take the boon of a definitely not evil sword. As, yeah, you feel yourself imbued with haste as the sword has decided to weigh in on this battle. What does haste do again? It gives me... Plus two to your AC. Yep, Gives you an extra action on your turn. Um, Yep. But if you can attack more than twice on your action, it doesn't mean you can attack again twice. It just you can attack an extra time. Just a single time, uh, yeah. Yeah, or you can cast a spell. Okay. Okay. All right, then. And just for flavor-wise as well, you see Gregory becomes more gaunt and pale in complexion. He's almost like vampire-esque as this magical energy has overtaken him. Right, I'm going to take a swing. Roll me to hit. 25. 25 definitely hits. Nice. 13 regular damage plus 10 radiant, so 23 damage overall. 23. Yep. Then I shall attack another time, and I shall use actual divine smite. Okay. Roll me to hit. That's a 29 to hit. Yeah, that definitely hits. So that is 14 points of regular damage plus 18 points of radiant. So... 32 total. Uh, yep, that's the one. Okay. The the knight's starting to look damaged. Uh, as you see, Gregory swipes up twice and he carves it into this breastplate, tearing it open as there's two streaks across its um torso now as it kind of take it kind of wobbles back a bit before leaning forward again. It's um then I'm going to take another attack. I still have my bonus action as well, don't I? You do, yeah. Yeah, so as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Staggering Smite. Okay, what's that be? Uh, so, Staggering Smite. The next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, your weapon pierces both body and mind, and the attack does an extra 4d6 um, psychic damage. The target the target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks and can't take reactions till the end of its next turn. Amazing. Okay. All right. Here goes. Uh, of course, it's the last one that fucks. All right. 15. Yep. 
Okay, so as you imbue this, uh, imbue Black Razor with this other watcher and the thrown energy, it's, and then uh, go it's, to it's swing. concentration for up to one minute, so it's still active. I just need to hit. Okay, so you've got this kind of whirling divine essence whirling around the dark blade as you go to swing, but this one sidesteps as uh, the Death Knight stares you down. Is that the end of your turn, Gregory? Uh, yeah, that'll be it. Okay, Sole, you're up. Okay, I would like to use one of my primal rights. So I take five damage from it, and I've put on the um, frozen right of the frozen. So. Okay, so you see Soleil pulls out a maul, and you see the end of it becomes frost-tipped and covered in ice as it like, crackles, and you take uh, some, well, whatever damage it is, sacrificing some blood. Okay. And then okay. I'd like to go up to the old knight and give him a smack. Okay, I can say you can <clears throat> bolt over the wall and then come around this way. Uh, you can't really get into a flanking position because there's a wall in the way, so it's still just a straight roll. No worries. <laughs> I'm not even lying right now. I just rolled another nat 20. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know hey. what the fuck's going on. Guess it. Okay, roll your damage. and um, So roll your dice and double it, including the uh, primal right. 12, that's doubled. And then... Another 10, so that's um, 21 points. No, 22, sorry. Okay, the Death Knight is starting to look very damaged now as you um, strike across its back and indent the breastplate and the other way now and it's starting to inhale heavily. Okay, that's the end of your turn. Death Knight's turn. It, it looks around at both of you and at how much damage you lot have done and it's looking at its, at its tether's edge now. So... You see with the torch it's holding, it kind of drops it, but as it drops through its hand, it catches the flame out from the top, so the flame doesn't carry with the torch as it drops to the ground. And you see it starts swirling the flame around in its hand, and then does another kind of clinches its fist and then punches the ground and lets out a hellfire orb, which explodes in a 20-foot radius centered on a point. I need Soleil and Gregory to make a dexterity saving throw. I still get your plus three, don't I, um, Bobby? Uh, yes, you do. And it's 21. Yeah. 21's a success. Soleil? 20 Soleil. for me. 20 success. You both succeed. So 35 points of fire damage, halved to 17, and 35 points of necrotic damage, halved to 17 as well. As you see, as the Death Knight does this, and you see this ripple of fire and necrotic energy just explode out from the inn once more, some of the inn catching fire from it in the thatch roof, you both succeed the dexterity savers. You're not knocked back from the blast, despite being at its impact radius. And as you look back, you see the Death Knight is standing there, and you get ready to attack again before it drops to both its knees, and you see the plate is all engulfed in flame underneath and its eye sockets is just blowing out fire. Um, it is completely being engulfed by the damage and the suit of armor just drops to the ground in front of you as it is sort of sacrificed itself to take you out. As the commotion ends for now and you're hearing the muffled screams of people inside <laughs> out of fear and anxiety about what's going on outside as combat is over for the moment. I stick my head up from inside and go, did, did we do it? Yes. We won. Yes! Nine hours! <laughs> yeah, I put Black Razor away. 
I would like to go and ask the bartender about reading my parchment You need now. to save him. He died. <laughs> well, he's you're probably doing death saving throws. Oh, my God. JC, get down here. Oh, God damn it. He owes me two gold. <laughs> JC, get down here <laughs> right now. Yeah, I'm going. So, as, as you run down the stairs and come out to the front of the inn once more, you run over straight to the bartender that's down on the ground, and you see he's completely singed and been decayed from the necrotic explosion and the fire explosion as he's just a sizzling pole of meat on the ground basically shame i'd like to cast first level cure wounds okay so you you kneel down put your hands on his chest cross him over utter a word cast a spell wait a moment or two Woo! seven hit points i don't think he's getting back up (laughs) still dead i mean is it worth the your Majesty, have you got another diamond? No, you? no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. Oh, she, oh. she and Savava's still upstairs. He's he's dead, unfortunately. Oh, um, I'd like to get my parchment back with my two gold in it. Definitely bad to request. The gold won't be there. Uh, you see the, the the parchment singed, but yeah, the two golds there, but they're very much charred black now. <laughs> I cast mending on the gold. I don't know if that actually <laughs> works against. <laughs> And press a digitation will, you know, fix them up. That'll that'll clean them, and then mending will fix any cracks. Yeah, and make sure those two spells, if you're willing to go out the way, it's like as good as new afterwards. Beautiful. Two gold. As you do that, you see this elderly woman step out from the inn. She's like the first to emerge. You see she's probably in her like 80s, and she looks around, she's like, My boy! My boy! And she runs over and kind of tries pushing past all of you. She's very frail and weak, but she gets in between all of you and she just drops to her knees in front of the bartender and she's like, my sweet boy! As she reaches down and goes to grab his body, but it's still burning hot and she kind of burns her hands and she goes to grab it again and like burns herself even more. She's just trying to grab the searing corpse in front of her. You're seeing this kind of just this sorrow, this grief happening before you. I'm very sorry for your loss, madam. Shame, isn't it? If you, if you had a diamond on you worth like 500 gold pieces, this man can bring him back. Shut your mouth! Wow! If you just stayed quiet like the rest of us, it'd still be alive. But we defeated the bad guys. Yeah, or what? You'd still be subjugated. And alive. I don't have time for this. I walk back into the bar. She, she's, you see her like chin's like shaking, and as you go to turn around, fiddle, she starts lifting up a finger towards you. I get ready to cast counter spell. <laughs> can I, can I quickly just lop off her arm, decapitate her? <laughs> Don't decapitate her, no. <laughs> can I decapitate? Because okay, Black Razor hasn't had a kill yet, <laughs> and it's hungry. Roll me to here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 17. 17 hits. 13 damage plus. Her head goes rolling across the cobbled streets as the limp body falls back and kind of falls back onto her now burning sun, where after a moment, her headless corpse is now catching catching a flame. What the fuck was that, Gregory? As you hear more screams coming from inside the inn and. You, Gregory, you hear, you, you, everything becomes tunnel vision for a moment as you start feeling all this energy get absorbed into the soul, um, into the blade. Um, so you, you benefit from the soul hunter thing from Black Razor. 
as you hear the voice in the back of your head once more. Good. Very good. As after a moment you shake your head and you're you're back in Shadowdale again. Why did you do that? Do do what? Kill the woman. What woman? Um Yeah, you need to get rid of that sword, Gregory. Nothing wrong with the sword. Right now. No. Right now. I look that sword needs to go. Uh, wanna look down at Black Razor, then look at Fiddle, then look back to Black Razor, then clench the sword a little bit harder. Oh, yeah, you try it. You just fucking try it. Holding my wand in. Mm, I'd like to ready an action. <laughs> okay. So um John Cord, are you like standing at Fiddle's side, I imagine? Yeah. While well, this is going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just extra Gregory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all turn to the dark side. Um, so, yeah, Gregory, as you grasp the hilt of your blades, you see John Cord stands behind Fiddle. So, Lay, what are you doing in this standoff? Can I get ready to kind of restrain Gregory? So, you prepare as well as Fiddle and Gregory, you're just staring daggers at each other you're not focused on anyone else but each other should we both roll in intimidation checks <laughs> just to resolve this see who blinks first right yeah go ahead fiddle gets advantage right because he's got more people on his side like three <laughs> no, i got a five. Oh wait i rolled but it didn't say yeah i think you oh, got 19, a 19 yeah. on here nice hey, i got a five fiddle he 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 looks like he's about to lop off your head gregory please no more conversations about the sword the sword stays until Moloch is dead. Not if it costs lives. She was dying anyway. She had nothing left to live for. Her son was charred to pieces because of Fiddle's mistake. She's dead because of you. You could have what? kept your mouth it's shut. hurtful, Gregory. It's just hurtful. I hold the wand in my hand and think about which spell to cast. I really grip it really tight. And put my sword back in my uh, put my wand back in my pocket walk into the bar okay so yeah you're right next to the front uh the entrance so you just put your wand back in you just storm in a saloon like tavern door just swing in open as you crash through it yeah i put black razor away okay fiddle yes as you walk back into the tavern um there's no innkeep there <laughs> uh a lot of the <laughs> no a lot of the... mom either <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> Uh, the old skull inn is now currently without ownership. As um, you see, all the locals are still huddled into the corner, petrified what's going on. Um, you see Queen Queen Alucer and Lord Sivava have sort of come halfway down these stairs. Queen Alucer is standing at the top, and Lord Sivava is his staff ready, and he's sort of pointing it towards you lot, sort of you know back off. And you see one of the the young Shadowdale local that you were standing on his table doesn't walk up to you but kind of stands up from across the room and he's like if i tell you where elminster is will you promise not to kill anymore and you see one of the locals tugs his um vest and she's like no we cannot tell he's like, i don't want anyone done anyone else dying listen to me him. now it's not fair no one else has to die tell us where elminster is yeah no intimidation check needed they are petrified he looks back at the other local and then looks over at you he's like we don't know where he is exactly only only the riddle he gave us to find his location he said only those intelligent enough to solve it will be able to find his lair we might as well give up now 
<laughs> well, back to Suze, there we go. <laughs> you see the young lad uh, closes his eyes, thinks really hard. If you seek the old sage, you must travel to where Saloon reflects Elminster's tear, and Sanctuary's mirror will be made aware. And he opens them. Yes, yes, that's it. Please, leave us be. Go again once more as I pull out a pen and paper. <laughs> So I've copied it into the chat, but once more. If you seek the old sage, you must travel to where Saloon reflects Elminster's tear, and Sanctuary's mirror will be made aware. As um the boy finishes, you see Savava whispers something to the queen, and she walks up the stairs, and he shouts over, We are no longer travelling together. You go your way and we go ours. What? This is not honourable conduct. Gregory, please, just go and wait outside. I'll go and speak to them. And then I go over to the um, to the boy who just told us that information. And I hand him a sack with 200 gold inside. This isn't how we usually operate. I know this obviously isn't enough, but here you go. As you go to pull out the sack, uh, you see the whole group that's huddled with him all flinch, <laughs> thinking you're going to do something. And then you pull out the sack and he doesn't reach out to grab it. He literally... It, trying to recoil as far back. They're right against the wall and they're recoiling further away from you. So weird. I just put it put it on the table and I go and walk upstairs. Okay. So you go to walk upstairs and um you see the room that you rented. Um you see survivors standing outside um the room and as soon as you walk up to the top flight of stairs, it's like directly adjacent to where the staircase is. He holds out his staff once more. He's like, I just said we do not want any parts with you. They're very, very funny, Survivor. Very funny. I want to speak to the Queen. Well, that's tough shit. I mean, I'm, I'm going into speaking to her. And I start walking towards him. Roll wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw? Is it a spell? Yep. It is a spell. I'm going to counter spell. He counter spells. He counter spells my counter spell. Yep. How do you know what level I counter spelled at? <laughs> I seem third level. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> a wisdom saving okay. throw. Okay. He's also going to give you a six on your roll. A six on my roll? A what? Using a portent. A what? A portent die. As he is a divination wizard. Interesting. He gets two portent rolls a day yeah. as a divination wizard, and he can choose to replace anyone's roll with that number. Oh, I see. So he basically gives you a six plus whatever your modifier is. Um, his DC to beat's 19 for this. Nice, yeah. My modifier's plus seven. Okay, so you go just... Do you not have advantage on wisdom saving throws against magic as you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. but that, uh, how how important? Oh, no, okay, I see. That's fine. Yeah, works yeah, yeah. is it just replaces whatever you would get basically. Um, that's part of like the divinations thing. And as you're kind of held there, fiddle for like six seconds, he's like, comes up and whispers in your ear, "Turn round, walk out to the tavern." Her Majesty does not want to see you. You get another roll if you wish to break free. Yes, please. It's more like it. 23. Okay. 
you break out of the hold as he kind of pulls away from your ear. Nice. I'd like to cast banishment on him. <laughs> I'm going to say for expedience sake, because <laughs> he could. He, I feel like you two could be here for a long while, counterspelling each other. Yeah, he counterspells me, I counterspell him. I'll mark off another third level. What does he get in his role? Okay. <laughs> charisma, charisma 19. Rolled a natural 18. <laughs> With his negative one. He, he, looks, he looks around at you and he's like, listen, we can play this all day. We can. Can I speak to the queen? There's, there's greater threats in this village. I fear what's at that temple if there was one of those outside. Yeah, and I'd like to speak to the queen, please. I'm not leaving until I speak to her. Roll persuasion check. Nice. 19. You leave your wand outside. Okay. And I pop out FM. I hand FM the wand. Cheep, cheep. He takes the wand and he starts like kind of pick, picking, his, picking his nose with it. And then I go back inside. Oh, yeah, go inside, I suppose. Savava steps aside as you walk in and you see Queen Nanny says taking her hood off. You see the crown on her blonde hair, the long ponytail that frames her. Jawed, um, square face as she's sort of sat on the beds, hands clasped together, great, uh, jagged greatsword to the side of her, and she's just kind of looking down on the floor, just kind of pondering, um, lost in thought. Your Majesty, sorry to disturb you. What do you want? <laughs> You've really met us at a, at a pretty terrible time. Thought my mental affliction was probably going to be the worst of our, our issues. Rolling forward, but Gregory seems to have gone off the deep end. We need your help. We want you with us. I'm sure you would like our help. We're both going to the same place. I think we should uh, stick together. She doesn't look up at you, but she continues to look on the ground. She's like, do you know the funny thing? When I watched you and the Bronzebeard Cellsword companies fight in the arena. There was a startling difference between your two companies. And she looks up at you and meets your gaze. Do you know what that was? No. One didn't fight for the enjoyment of it. One of them fought with purpose. Much like a knight does. With honour. And for good, I guess. It's a bit cheesy to say. And for a moment, I thought that these, whatever you claim to be, sell yourself for coin, whatever. Thought maybe something more. Thought you could be something. And Gregory. And she kind of like looks off for a second and you're like, hmm, like a bit of fondness in there. And then she's like, well... More fool I. I don't think I could ever trust you all. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you came back and... So currently, what... We're currently facing a massive affliction to one of our most trusted members. He's losing his mind to an evil sword who's trying to take over his soul. And now's when you abandon us. When you think that we're all of a sudden fighting for coin. We haven't seen coin in months. We're not mercenaries. We're goddamn heroes. Why, why did you come back and save me? 
and I storm out without listening to her. You 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 storm out, and she's you've literally caught her like mid sentence, and as you just walk out and um storm past Savava and walk down the stairs as um FM flies behind you um with the with your wand. Cheep cheep. Uh, while that's going on, what are the rest of you doing? So I'd like to take a look around and then just have storm. Uh, is there like a room nearby I could just go to? Uh, you're like out in the street and there's like rows of houses, like they're people's houses uh, along the um, street. Uh, if I point you to the map, so you've got like different numbers on there. Um, roll, me a, roll me a perception check, see if you can spot anything that maybe you could just seek some no, suppose, solitude in. It's an eight. You see it across the road. It's about like a two, three minute walk um, down the street and then a left. You see there's like a big kind of mining pit called Errors Pit. Um, no one seems to be there at the moment. Seems quite quiet. You could probably head there. Uh, everyone that's still about, uh, you can see people are in their houses and they're looking out of their shuttered windows. And as soon as you look over at them, Gregory, they just kind of quickly close them. Yeah, so I need to think, what have I done? What have I done? I need to get rid of this sword. Monitor isn't worth this. I do want to grab my pendant around my neck. Just start praying. Hell, by any slim chance, still alive. I was your devoted son once. I miss your warmth. The guidance you gave. I don't want this anymore. I can't do this. I'm not strong enough to resist the urge. Sword. Strayed too far from the path for too long. I don't know who I am anymore. If you can hear this, Helm. Please forgive your wayward son. Gregory, roll me a D100. 75. You don't hear anything in reply. Is there anything that I can just smash? Uh, I could say, like, the wall that runs the perimeter of the inn. Um, it's not very well built. It's like stones that are plonked on top of each other, again, just to plot the land. Um, you could probably kick it over. Yeah, kick it over, let out a scream. And I guess, uh, is there like a solid wall I can just punch? Uh, I'd say no, but there are like houses about if you want to <laughs> punch someone's no, I don't house. I want to run up to another house just to punch it. I just kick some rocks. It's quite yeah. barren, barren here. It's quite yeah. open. Um, so while, while you're doing that, Gregory, Soleil and John claude what are you doing? As you're seeing Gregory have a breakdown in the street, essentially. I will go over to Gregory. Kind of come up behind him, put my hand on his shoulder. What do you want? I've come over to comfort you, but if you want me to go, then I shall. Just don't look at me. Um, yeah, so I, at this point, Gregory's, I suppose he's welling up. He's got the single tear, bloodshot eyes. I don't know who I am anymore. I've become a monster. I'll um, just kind of turn him to face me. I'm going to put my arms around him, lay my, my chin on top of his head. What are you doing? I'm giving you comfort. What I need. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? A poor woman. Uh, don't worry about it. We've all made mistakes. 
Get rid of this sword. Give the sword to me and I'll get rid of it for you. No, you can't touch it. Confused. John Claude, what are you doing while this is going on? I'm in the bedroom. Uh, so, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Survivor's not. You've just been standing in the corner the whole time. <laughs> Still believing. <laughs> just, just being quiet and pretending you don't exist. Well, fine. The alternative is I'm downstairs. I go and put my hand on Gregory's other shoulder and then a finger up his body. <laughs> <laughs> No, where, where where do you want to be? Where would John Claude be? <laughs> Rolling a fag, looking at Soleil and Gregory. <laughs> yeah, leaning out the window, smoking a rolly. <laughs> Gregory's crying like just a five-year-old. Yeah, kid. I'll heckle him. Murderer! <laughs> she was so innocent! <laughs> she had so many years left! <laughs> Youngest woman you've ever killed! <laughs> <laughs> you see uh, so late Gregory's just crying hard uh, as he's being <laughs> oh no your friends are bad they're not good friends what <laughs> maybe maybe they're both evil mm, maybe pretty sure the queen's evil just had a conversation with her upstairs oh yeah yeah she's pissed with Gregory for killing that woman hmm. that makes sense Although, I have to say, I've never been convinced on her claim to the throne. No, no, me neither, but, you know. Not my circus. We've got other things. Yeah, exactly. Aren't we deciphering the thing? Can we roll a dice to decipher it, or do we have to, like, get out a pen and paper? Let's let's give Gregory a moment with Solo to, you know, figure himself out. I would order a beer. (laughs) Good point. I mean... The you you yeah, see I'm, I'm all the grab some people from, be- from behind the thing. Oh yeah, I turn around to all the people there. And I, Go. Yeah, they're still they're still in the court. <laughs> they jump out of their Leave. skins. They run out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> they were still like they're like just listening to you guys, just not doing it. Yeah, so they all run out the back door. You now have the the inn's completely empty. You've got the run of the run of the <laughs> building basically. Perfect. I'm gonna grab a bottle of wine and two glasses and pour one out for me and. I mean, JC. Okay. Um, as you're doing that, you hear this kind of magical effect happen upstairs, and then whoosh, nothing. Oh, it's the end of the queen. There goes our money. Still owe me for that dress. Shh, carry on crying. What are you talking about? I'm not crying. I'm fine. I'm okay. A lot of pollen in the air right now. I, I've heard about this pollen. I understand. You let go of it. Not until we find a way to get rid of this sword. I'll take it a long while. Why don't you just chuck it on the floor for now, and I'll go to uh, the Gre- others. Gre- Gregory, as you like kneel there, you hear just it, it's quiet now. The voice is not so um, prominent, but you still hear in the back of your head just kill, kill. I know what I have to do. I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Seriously, so you you can let go of me now. It's kind of cramped. <laughs> as long as you don't kill anyone else unnecessarily. I, I she could have had a weapon. I'm sure I saw a knife. Don't don't worry about it. It's done now. It's done. 
We move on. You're going to let go? Yes, I must. Please. <laughs> kind of kiss him on top of his head quick. <laughs> Sneak it in. Very uncomfortable with that. Your clothes will love it. I've decapitated a woman. You kissed me on the forehead. It made me feel like a small child that's accidentally broken my sister's jigsaw puzzle. I've murdered someone in cold blood. Okay, I don't need forehead kisses or a hug, and so it's all going to be okay. It's not. Right? I'm a murderer now. He's right, he is. JC! <laughs> Do you want to hear a story? What, what, a bedtime story? You're going to baby me some more? No. When I was first bitten and got my curse, my first transformation, I woke up, there was a lot of blood, and there was a body. And what could I do? I don't even remember it. You move on. You've done wrong, and you move on. Or you might as well just go kill yourself now. And what would be the point of that? Where, where was this? When was this? It was, when? it was a long time ago. Like I said, you move on. Where did this happen? Laskin. Mm -hmm. That was where I killed someone. I don't even remember it. Laskin. And that's where I met Bahala, and she helped me, and then she was dead. I suppose we're not very good people, are we? No, but I'd like to find someone who is a good person. I doubt they exist. Anyway, you can, you can let go of me now. Put me down. <laughs> yeah, I put that down <laughs> on his feet. <laughs> okay, I'll say after moment you rejoin Fiddle and John Claude in the tavern where they've sort of gotten a drink uh, would you guys have gotten a couple more tankards for Soleil and Gregory or just you two yeah I think when they walk in we grab a couple more glasses and put them down you uh, put them down how are you feeling Gregory not well me neither I'm, I'm sorry it wasn't me. I know. It's okay. We'll we'll deal with this. We'll deal with this together as a party. I, I don't know how. I don't know how we're going to deal with this. Let's just take it one day at a time, yes? Well, today might be today. I've murdered an old woman. Tomorrow I might destroy this entire village. And then we will deal with it. So, Nine Hells, what, what are you doing then as you sit down? sort of pour over some um ale which uh the ale in here there's two different types there's black heart dark stout or midnight's kiss or that there's also wine or whiskey if you wanted something a bit stronger yeah i i grabbed a bottle of wine so just have a few glasses of wine whilst we have a look at this riddle so uh, in terms of trying to decipher for clues because uh this has gone in a different direction um I will say, uh, in terms of characters, and then it will be you as players to sort of discern what this means. Um, who uh, is anyone proficient in religion or history? No. I'm not proficient in either. JC isn't. Okay, Sole. Yes. Roll me, roll me a history check. Okay. That is a twenty-five. Okay, so. In your time 
studying people and reading literature in the um, Lunar Hall. You've read a book on uh, Shadowdale. Uh, it is a known location throughout Faerunian history as um, suffering quite a few invasions, believe it or not, being very, I suppose, just very easy town to attack or village to attack, should I say. Uh, it's suffered a number of them, and as such, you remember a few different locations specifically in Shadowdale. So if I point you towards the tab with the map in it, Shadowdale tab on Discord... So you've got the long road and then you've got certain numbers on there. Uh, just having a think about, you know, the different locations you've heard of. Number two is where you landed when you teleported here. Number four is a old decrepit ruins located in a small kind of bit of foliage next to the, the large hill that overlooks the village, uh, which is known as the ruins of Elminster's Tower. Number three, so there is a large lake that is located adjacent to the ruins that is known as Elminster's Pool. So in terms of any named references of Elminster within Shadowdale, they are the two locations that are named specifically after him. The Twisted Tower of Ashaba it was actually um, the Lord's home, uh, Lord Morngrim. Uh, so yeah, that wouldn't be where Elminster would have stayed if he did reside here. It would be out of those two locations. Nice, and they're just like a big lake on the outskirts of the town. And it's just, it's just a big, big lake. tower in like the woods outside of town. Yes. Well, I think that's uh, that's where we need to go over to them. We walk over to Elminster's tower and. Have a look in the reflection of Elminster's Lake. These are all, you know, good buzzwords to solve this riddle. It seems like the only so plan like, we like have. We... Yeah, I mean, our lot can't get much worse. No. Okay, so you finish up your drinks, make your way over. It's roughly about midday at this point. Takes you about 20 minutes to walk over. Should we, should we have a conversation before we leave about Gregory leaving the sword? Yes. It's up to you. Or maybe I'm mentioning this to, to Soleil as we start walking. I just sort of like hang back a little bit with Soleil. Mm hmm. Okay, so what? What should we do about this? Well, we need to get rid of it. It seems he's reluctant for anyone else to touch it, though. Hmm. Yeah, he seems quite touchy about it. I'm not, I'm not sure force is going to work. But if it comes to it, I think we can take him. Just to subdue him and take the sword, but I really think that is a, you know, worst case scenario. If he goes to kill again... What if we if take he it when he's sleeping? Again, maybe. That sounds... Sounds risky. I'd be surprised if he even sleeps at this point. Worst comes to worst, like you said, we take it by force. I'm sure JC yeah. would help us. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. We're definitely going to need, it, need to send it somewhere. Get rid of it properly. Is your domain? Hey, what if we can get it away from him? I can, I can teleport nice and easily to, to Candlekeep and drop it off and teleport straight back. Just go and drop it there. Hand it to somebody important in Candlekeep. 
Gregory doesn't need to know where I've gone. But again, I think, you know, if he can come willingly and if he can, if he can give up the sword willingly, it'll be much better for him and for the party. Well, he seems like he wants to give it up. Hmm, when he's himself. Yes. Well, be ready. Maybe we should have a code word for... Grab him now! How about, um... Sourdough. About sourdough? Mm. I like sourdough. Hmm, like but that means you're more likely to say it anyway. I promise I won't, I promise. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd like the sourdough and olives, please. <laughs> yeah. Get him! Get him! What are you doing? <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Sourdough it is. Operation Sourdough. Perfect. Okay, so as you walk over towards the uh, northern side of the village, you arrive at Elminster's Pool, which is a huge kind of lake. Imagine the lake out of... King Arthur stories with um, Lady of the Lake sort of style. Very much like that with a tree line kind of borders one side of it with the other side just farmland leading to Shadowdale. There's a small island in the centre of the lake and then behind the tree line that runs around the perimeter just sticking out the very top of the trees is what remains of the old tower of Elminster. Nice. Well, I suppose we, um... Should we go into the tower first and have a look around? Okay. So, you walk through the tree line about five minutes and you arrive at the remains of this tower. It's, it seems like it's been long since abandoned and nearly over a few centuries old by the looks of it, which doesn't really add up to the timeline of Elminster. Very odd. Uh, it's all pretty much crumbled. The tower that once stood here is all crumbled down. You can see there'll be like multiple floors to the tower um, by how it's built, but they're no longer standing anymore. Uh, it, the actual courtyard itself is quite large which would have housed a number of different buildings, but again, all crumbled and long forgotten. You're essentially just walking through just a, a ruin. Uh, there's not much to find it, even spending about a good 10, 15 minutes trying to find any secret entrances or any 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 sign of life at all. It's, it's all devoid of anything. Could I roll a religion check to see what Saloon represents? You can. I'll say the DC's higher because you're not proficient in it. Okay, 13. 13. I'll say if you are speaking out loud and trying to convey this out yeah, to the group, I'll, you I'll could... Yeah, I'll everyone else. You so could... what, is, what is Saloon? What's her, what's her symbol? she like fidelity? she like war? Gregory, what does Saloon represent? Um, well... <laughs> it's a seven. Um, well, you see, back in the monastery, um, you might be surprised to know that I, um, I didn't graduate top of class when it came to, uh, 
Yeah, religious iconography. Um, okay. Reading. Anybody else? <laughs> Anybody else? Most other Anybody that wants to can roll uh, a religion check. <laughs> as uh, Gregory seems to have skipped out on those lessons about the uh, the greater deities of the world. Uh, yeah, I'll roll a religion check. All right, you roll me a religion check, JC. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, back in the monastery. <laughs> <laughs> so fiddle um you know of saloon you know she's a greater deity within Faerun. um mm. she has many worshippers nice uh, yeah i assume there was a temple to her in Waterdeep growing up yeah yeah so you do know her symbol um you know just speaking out loud and stuff it jogs your mem- memory after a while and her domains are knowledge um so she would show up in candlekeep as well um nice. good good uh another domain of hers is life as well as twilight twilight hey and the symbol starts coming back to you of pair of eyes surrounded by seven stars <clears throat> and she's very much involved with astrology i think we have to wait till night make our way over to the lake we look up at the stars through the lake okay so uh you just staying by the edge of the lake yeah i think so <laughs> Um, unless anybody else has any other pressing business. If we're waiting, I'd like to open my magic box. Oh, your puzzle <laughs> box, yes. Haven't done that for a while. All right, roll me three investigation checks. 22. 22. Nice. First hour passes by. Fully concentrated. <laughs> Nat one. <laughs> he drops it in the lake. <laughs> No, you, please. No. <laughs> you you get to exactly an hour and one second in where you start the second sequence where your finger yet again reopens a cut where you the many plastered fingers mm. as uh yeah. it once again slams shut. This damn box. This damn box better be good. I hope it's a million gold. As uh you camp out of the lake. Uh, it's about midday, so it's a good, it's a good six or seven hours till nightfall. Just sort of um, sat out there. I suppose some of you doing separate things, passing some time, and you hear still distant wails of crying from the commotion that happened in Shadowdale. From here, fiddle. You notice in particular the thing that you spied when you first entered here, the shrine to Mistra. It's it's like a um it's almost like a migraine that you feel every now and then it in that direction. You just feel it and you know, it just it bothers you. There's nothing supernatural happening over there that you can see or anything like that. It just it just bothers you. Um and it's it's the same kind of feeling you felt ever since the the uh the shockwave yesterday um with the the rupture opening in the sky which bear in mind is still very much present up above you can still see it even up here um nightfall comes and passes john claude i imagine um cooked you up a nice turnip soup and love a good turnip soup all the stars in the sky seem to appear the cold frosts of winter start 
creeping in again, starts turning cold, start feeling the condensation, exhale heavily from your breath. So you kind of keep warm. And it has turned nightfall at the lake. Nothing seems to be happening overtly. Yeah, I'd like to walk up to the lake. Mm-hmm. Look into the lake. Look at the reflection of the stars. Okay. So you look into the lake and you can see all the different constellations of Faerun. It's um, very still water. It mirrors it perfectly. You can see the moon rising high. And um, it does jog your memory at this point, kind of figuring this out. The moon is named Saloon. <laughs> and as you see it kind of rise in this precipice, um, it reflects the night sky nicely. Nothing seems to happen, though. Can I walk around the lake until his, until Elmitz's tower is reflected in the lake? You can. So the lake is massive and it takes you about five, ten minutes to walk around to the other side to where Elminster's Tower, you kind of angle it and the tree line and uh, the trees, once you walk around there, become non-existent in the lake. And as you creep around to Elminster's Tower within the lake, you can see it's a full standing, fully built, lived-in tower that is reflecting within the lake itself. Lights beam from the window. Uh, a tall spire stands with a huge courtyard full of many buildings. Nice. I pull out my sending stone send a message to JC. Okay. Quick, quick, come around the lake. I've figured it out, I think. I appear at the lake. Okay, you, you <laughs> appear at the lake. Where I already and... was, probably yeah. by the middle side anyway. <laughs> No, you're on the other side of the lake. You see the stars and the moon. Okay. Nice. Quick, quick, come around the lake. I've figured it out. I'll send up a spark now so you can find out where I am. Pew! Okay, you quick. There he is. I go over there. Okay. Bring the others. <laughs> so, Lay, Gregory, you going with? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you run round to the lake where Fiddle's standing, and he points to the lake, and you can see the same thing. The reflection of no trees in there just a solitary spire surrounded by houses in a courtyard all with lights on and seems very lived in there it is i found it not a clue how to get there but maybe we should just wave yeah maybe we went for a, maybe we went for a swim let's just try like swimming over the lake <laughs> okay so you're all going in for a dip yep okay you all start. You all step into the lake, and it's freezing cold. Uh, it send, sends you into like a quick shock before you start getting used to it. But it's still too cold for it to be, you know, staying in there for long periods of time. As you start swimming across the lake, and bear in mind it's a large lake. Um, you start swimming out and out and out, and you can still see it in the reflection. But you look up to where you are on the surface, and it's still the same trees with the ruin behind it but you look in the lake and it's there in the reflection, but where you are, it's still the same. You're all currently just paddling, trying to stay afloat in the lake. For nothing. Is anybody got any ideas? Well, you're the magic man. Do a magic trick. 
I mean, okay, I'd like to cast Alter Self on myself and give myself an aquatic adaptation. I sprout gills and grow webbing between my fingers. I can breathe underwater and I gain a swimming speed equal to my walking speed. Like, that's better. Yeah, similar to Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I go, ah, oh, that's better. And then I swim under the lake, maybe? Okay, so you dive down. Yeah, I dive down. Okay, so you'll see as Fiddle becomes amphibious in nature and then dives underneath and the ripples go past you and you don't see him for a long moment. JC, did you see that? His nature became rather amphibious. <laughs> <laughs> I did spot that old chap. It was, it was looking, looking pretty, pretty amphibious, amphibious, I have to say. In, in nature. His nature. It really was amphibious. So, Oliver, what do I find out with my amphibious nature? <laughs> <laughs> as um, you dive straight down, you swim, and almost as you start diving down, you start feeling yourself floating up. Yeah. And as you resurface, you're... <gasps> and you're like... You know, it's like a warped, weird gravity thing. You're, like, looking around, and you're like, well, I don't know why, and you clear the water from your eyes, and you look around, there's nothing there. And then you swim around on the spot and look around behind you, and there you see, standing in all its glory, Elminster's Tower, standing That's in its amazing. own solitary place with the coin cards. I use, I use the message cantrip, hoping that they're still within 120 feet of me through some weird hand-wavy magic. And I message cantrip all of them. It's like, quick, quick, swim down. Swim down through the water. So, question. Does the message cantrip travel through planes? It says you point a finger towards a creature within range and whisper a message. It doesn't mention planes at all. Point it at a creature. Yeah. You can't... But they can be, like, on the other side of a wall and stuff. Yeah, but you can't see them. No, but it can follow a straight line and travel freely around corners or through openings. I'm going to say... I assume this whole lake is an opening of a portal, and I can definitely send it through a portal. <laughs> I don't know, it's a bit of flavour. Either that or I can swim back down and grab them and swim back up. <laughs> I think that'll probably be quicker. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I do that then. I, yeah. So I swim back down. Swim back down, and you feel yourself walk back up again as soon as you swim down you start swimming up again and you resurface next to him I did it I'm the cleverest little gnome in the whole wide world <laughs> follow me but friends how are we supposed to fiddle our nature it's not amphibious enough fine <laughs> <laughs> use your what's a what's a scientific word for land Use your mammalian nature to <laughs> swim after me. <laughs> oh my god. So, as you... <laughs> It'll be sufficient, trust me. <laughs> all, all reluctantly follow Fiddle down. And as you do, you start feeling the same sensation as swimming down ends up taking you up. And you resurface. And there you'll see the same thing Fiddle saw in its own solitary island floating in the middle of nowhere in the depths of space it's a solitary tower all lights gleaming and a courtyard full of buildings populated by people and that is where we're going to end the session there nice alright 
Nice, nice. We, we did it. Bing, 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 bing. It's the end. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a little sound bite there.